What's going on, everybody? It's Norm coming to you with another episode today of Scruffy City Sports. It is January the 15th. The days are just clicking on by in the new year here. Before long, before you know it, we will be in the month of February, which is, in my opinion, one of the greatest months of the year. If you know, you know on that. And if you don't, well, I, I don't know what to tell you. February 1st, it's a great day. But uh, let's just get into it really quickly here today on the podcast. We're going to talk about basketball. Vols went one and one. We will oh, deep dive, I guess, into those. I don't really want to talk about it. I'm really looking forward to baseball season, which is it's which are we are almost we're almost essentially four weeks away from baseball. Uh, Major League Baseball, the pitchers and catchers report about on February the fifteenth, sixteenth, or seventeenth, depending on what club you are. It's when pitchers and catchers report. The uh, Tony Votello, the Fighting Diamond Vols, the baseball team, the whatever you want to call them over there. Their first game is February the 17th. Uh, I can't remember if it's in Scottsdale or Tucson, but we will be covering those games. I've already got a breakdown of the three teams they are playing out there in the, I don't know, I think they've changed the name. It was the MLB 4, which is kind of MLB's hip trendy social media thing but now i think it's the desert invitational or the draft invitational but we we got a few weeks to get there if we can get through basketball season but um let's just uh let's 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 make a sound and then we'll talk the week that was for basketball there gosh it makes me want the fourth meal that song right there. Anyway, all right, Tennessee had two basketball games Tuesday night. They played the in-state rivals, the fighting Vanderbilt Commodores and Jerry Stackhouse over there. I oh, I really don't care about that game now. It was Tuesday of last week. The Vols won 77-68 to 68 in the Tommy Bowl in Thompson Bowling Arena. And uh, highlights, uh, let's see, uh, Juwan Phillips. At 15 points. Euros had 11 points. We're going to say his name a lot today. And then Santiago Vescovi also had 15 points. So he had three Vols in triple digits. Triple digits. They all, they all scored 100 points. Three Vols in double digits, Norm. Sorry about that. Uh, for the game, the Vols shot 48. Is that 48? Yes, 48% on the game. They were 7-21 to 21 from behind the arc, which is a cool 33.3%. And they were 14 of 15 from the charity stripe for a cool 93% for the game. Uh, big stats that I thought were weird. Vandy had 55 points off the bench. I, I don't understand what Jerry Stackhouse is doing with his starting rotation, but whatever. Clearly, they get their momentum from the bench. Uh, Tennessee had 10 turnovers in the game. And Tennessee essentially led wire to wire in that game. I'm kidding. Vandy did have a lead for about 51 seconds. So that's it's about as wire to wire as you get, you know, 38 minutes at a basketball game. But anyway, let's go over to the game yesterday, which was against Kentucky. And I'm going to tell you right now, if, if ever there was a game that I wanted the basketball team to win more in my entire life, which is more than one game in the NCAA tournament, which, I mean, I understand it's it's basketball. It's a long season. I shouldn't be this depressed about it. But yesterday, the Vols honored Dooley. It was rather late and should have done it years ago, I feel like. Chris Lofton, the great Chris Lofton, who holds, I think, first, second, and third position 
uh, and three-point scoring for a season all by him lonesome. And we could have used him yesterday because the Vols were abysmal from behind the arc. They were so abysmal, they were three of 21. But that's not what I'm talking about. Tennessee honored the great Chris Lofton. And if you don't know his story, uh, Chris Lofton played for the Vols. Uh, I think he was recruited by Buzz Peterson. And I don't know if he played a year with Buzz or I can't remember. But he essentially had his heyday with Bruce Pearl back in the mid to late 2000s when basketball became a thing over here in Knoxville. And one of those years he was struggling. He had he was uh, diagnosed with testicular cancer. And uh, Chris Lofton is just a great individual. He didn't want to tell anybody, and I kept that a secret. Uh, I don't know if that came out later that season or years later, but he was battling essentially with cancer and didn't want anybody to know, didn't want his team down and played through it and is just a great guy. Uh, He does anything and everything for uh, the community and the area around here, even though he doesn't live in Knoxville anymore. Uh, Just is an unsung hero and, you know, is really, you know, the moniker that a lot of people have been throwing around, Vol for Life. He is definitely one of those and he now has his – Jersey hanging up there with other greats uh, like Bernard King and uh, Danny Ellis, Allen Houston, all those guys. I uh, know I'm leaving off a couple, but those are just first three that came to mind. So no particular order. Glad to see that finally happened. But good gosh, could the basketball team have not put on a little better of a an outing for the man yesterday? Now, I understand our defense played well enough to keep us in that game yesterday. They really did. I mean, we looked phenomenal. Uh, on defense, we kept Kentucky. I think they were 18. Yes, they were 18 of 51 from the floor. They hit 18. They won a basketball game, a college basketball game, making only 18 field goals. And that tells you how abysmal Kentucky is. And I hate, I hate Kentucky. I, I Really, Kentucky and Florida are probably my two most hated SEC schools and then followed closely by the Ohio State probably in that order but gosh I just don't understand I I mean I know I've told you all this basketball is not my jam but gosh it's all or nothing with this basketball team it seems like lately and I'm not really here for it I really wish you know we're honoring a man hanging his rafter up there and the guy hung 30 on one time on Kentucky that we could have just showed up a little more for him I just, I'm not going to pick on anyone. I'm not going to throw you out a lot of box scores. I'm going to tell you that Euros was the man of the, of the day yesterday. Without Euros, we probably would have lost by 30 to Kentucky. Uh, he had, I think, 29. No, he had 19. I'm sorry. 19 on the day. Looked phenomenal. Why we went away, and you know, I'm a, an armchair coach, so I do all my coaching from the armchair, the, the recliner, the chair, whatever you want to call it, but We had, yesterday, 36 of our points in the paint. While we went away from that, while we were throwing up so many shots, we also were like 10 of 21 from layups yesterday. We couldn't have bought a layup if our life depended on it. Lots of things did not go our way. I'm not going to single out any individuals and say that, you know, they didn't do whatever they needed to. They're young men. Who knows what they were thinking about? I don't know if they had a... You know, didn't have their monster no sugar energy before the game or what. I know ZZ was reported on the broadcast that he's dealing with a knee issue. Triple J's been hurt all season. Santiago, Santi, whatever you want to call his name. Looked like he hurt his shoulder again yesterday. But my gosh, I just really... I mean, essentially, Kentucky had everything to lose in this game. It was one of those 
you know, it's like playing a New York team after 9-11. It just wasn't going to happen. They, they needed to rally for old Coach Cal up there, and I'll go on the record and say I hope he stays there for 10 to 15 more years. I love it when the coal smoke's running a, a high up there in Lexington and things are a dumpster fire like they normally are. But, I mean, they got blown out by South Carolina earlier in the week. It was a quad four loss. If you don't know anything about basketball, you have quad one, two, three, and four losses, one being the best, four being the worst there in that order. They got beat by South Carolina at home in the Rupp Arena. They were ready to to burn the building down to just start over in life with Kentucky basketball. You know, they were facing an 0-4 start for the first time ever. And 0-4 or 1-4, I don't remember. They were worst season on record since the 80s for Kentucky basketball. Just was – it was their game to lose in Tennessee – or it was Tennessee's game to lose and Tennessee played like that. They just – Kentucky didn't beat us. Tennessee beat themselves yesterday on the offensive glass. I don't know. Gosh, gosh. Another stat, and then I'll I'll stop giving you stats. Tennessee was out rebounded, forty three to twenty three yesterday in our gym. Gosh, I just don't even understand. I really don't. I don't know enough about basketball, but what I did see while watching it was that Euros was dominating inside. It looked like we had we could do anything we wanted to within you know two to four feet from the basket. Why we went away from that, I don't understand. This basketball team, while I love them, and I'm not going to tell you how to feel. It's a long season. It's just a game. I get that. We've we we're 14 and three. We've got a great record. We're still high in the analytics with Ken Palm and all those things. So there's nothing to be too freaked out about. But I hate Kentucky, and I really wanted to win. A lot of positives can still come from this season. We're, you know, we're not out of it. We're definitely a tournament team unless something just really goes off the rails, and I don't think it will. But, gosh, I just really wanted to beat Kentucky. I, I just, you know, anytime we play Kentucky, I want to beat them. I don't care if it's in badminton, chess, polo, tic-tac-toe, rummy, whatever it is, I want to beat Kentucky like we did in football for 30-some-odd years. I just hate losing to them. Rick Barnes is – historically been really good against Cal, uh, Calipari, 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 not Perry, Perry, Pari. I guess I'm thinking of Perry. Anyway, anyway, but I just really wanted to beat him. It, it really is disheartening to me that we lost that game. I mean, I guess there are other things to worry about, but if you get on any of the message boards, you listen to talk radio, any of the post game shows yesterday, everyone is out in full force for Rick Barnes uh, you know, it's it's we've already lost the games in the NCAA tournament. We've not even played them. But, I mean, I, I get that. I can see that. I, I was in my fields yesterday. I was really upset. A lot of people want to blame the refs, and I was one of those yesterday. But the refs didn't make us go 10 of 21 for layups yesterday. They, they didn't keep us from making wide-open baskets numerous times. Rick Barnes didn't have a hand in missing those or making those shots for us either. So, I think you just need to step back a smidge from that when you when you want to call him out and those things. But I get it, man. He's historically bad in the NCAA tournament. I understand that. But, oh, gosh, it's just frustrating more than anything else at all. And I think the, the biggest frustrating piece for all this is, is Tyree Key, who, you know, if you go back to the Gonzaga game, way, way, way back, scored like 27 points. And I don't even know where he's gone. I don't, I don't know if it's in his head. I don't know what. I'm not singling him out. I'm just pointing out the fact that he's not scoring lately is what I'm doing here. And and this team, more than anything right now, 
needs an alpha dog. They need the man where, you know, when the game's on the line, you give it to him and he's going to score no doubt about it. Uh, yesterday, you know, I, I thought that could have been Triple J, but he didn't seem to have it yesterday. I really thought Julian Phillips was going to be that guy, but he was taken out early yesterday due to foul trouble and then kind of came a non-factor into the game. But the refs really I, – I don't know if – Pat Adams was calling the game yesterday. If you know college basketball, you've heard the name. But I, I just don't think while – what was the number here? Kentucky went to the free throw line had 25 free throw attempts to Tennessee's 10. So, I mean, that's that's plus 15 as far as quick math on that goes. But I just felt like there was no rhythm in that game. It was like a two-and-a-half-hour-long debacle, and it was just atrocious. I mean, it was there was no flow. It just was hard for anybody. I feel like even for me to watch, it was just painstaking. It seemed like every 15 seconds we were going to the monitor. There was a ticky-tack foul. There was just no rhythm to the game so maybe that's what the issue was but again I thought Tennessee's defense played well enough to keep us in that game we just it was a bad shooting night that's the phrase that a lot of the people I follow and get a lot of my information as far as basketball goes to they just say it's an off shooting night I just wish it wouldn't have happened against Kentucky because I hate Kentucky I've said that a bazillion times now I hope that when we go to Rupp we hang 30 on them hindsight looking back at it if you go back a year uh when i'm sorry i'm I'm running all over my words there kentucky blew tennessee out by like 30 something at rep arena last year and then tennessee tacked off i think they went 20 and 1 or 19 and 1 counting this season and league games in the tournament and all those things after getting beat by kentucky so maybe it's a blessing in disguise i just hate Kentucky and I hate losing to them but I'm sure Rick had him yesterday you know running layup drills and running up and down the court and doing suicides and I don't know it's 2023 can you still say suicides when you run these days I have no idea if you can or not but I said it and I'm just going to keep it on there because that's a term that people use when they do running in for basketball drills so anyway I don't really know where else we're going to go with the podcast I'm going to hit some buffer music and you know, I guess, oh, I know what I can do is tell you, uh, let's quickly look here. Who's Tennessee got? I know that Tennessee does not have a home game for a couple of weeks, or not a couple of weeks, I think a couple week and a half here. Let's take a look at the schedule. Kentucky was Saturday. We play at Mississippi Mistake Tuesday night at 7 o'clock on the SEC Network, and then Saturday we play at Baton Rouge it's a four o'clock tip on the SEC network as well. And before coming back to the confides of the Tommy Bowl on January the 25th. Uh, so about a week and a half before we see any home court basketball. And that is against Georgia. Uh, and then the following Saturday. So two weeks from yesterday is the Big 12 SEC showdown, which will soon be the SEC SEC showdown where Texas comes to Knoxville. Uh, and if you're wanting for a little fun facts, oh, I know what we'll talk about next. Uh, the Volunteer Club. Uh, actually, we'll we'll segue into that. We got Texas uh, on the twenty eighth. It's a six o'clock tip, and I do believe that's on ESPN. Uh, just whatever. But let's uh, throw some cue music, and then we'll come back. We'll talk a couple things, and then wrap it up. Make it short, sweet, and simple. Hold on, un momentos por favor. So let's see. Let's do.
All right, let's come back to it. I alluded to it a second ago, and then I stopped myself. But if you have not, I am. This is a sponsor sponsorship plug unsponsored but a plug by norm if you have not please go sign up for the volunteer club uh, they had a great uh, kind of a town hall q a meeting earlier this week which i'll talk about here in just a second i will continue to put their information in the description box down below for as little as five dollars a month you can sign up to be a volunteer club member that will get you access i think five dollars you essentially get a free newsletter some stickers and the occasional swag. I'm not sure how much swag you get for $5 a month, but if you can afford $5 a month to give to the uh, volunteer club, I would highly recommend it. If you can spend a little more, say maybe $25, which is essentially, you know, a meal at Chick-fil-A and a subscription streaming service of your choice a month. Uh, you get the newsletter, stickers, swag, uh, premium, invites to uh, events, tailgates, things like that. So $25 is really what you want to be at. That's the checkerboard. And then they go up from there as your heart contents or however much you want to spend. But uh, that being said, I am a proud member and I'm trying to get as many people on board as I can. Norm, why are you trying to get as many people on board? Well, at the town hall they had this weekend, and I, I, I won't divulge too much. I don't know if I'm at liberty to say. I'm not a journalist, but I can tell you what was since out there on the ether in the dark webs is uh, last year they were able to give a 92.4 i think was the number so we'll just say 92 ish percent of all money donated went directly to athletes uh, which is a fantastic number i know they're shooting for 90 ish percent they went above and beyond on that uh, while we were on the call they said that they had uh, around 2050 members uh, I think that's covering 45 states uh, for that as well at the moment now. And what I was saying earlier about the Texas game, they are going to do a Texas uh, tailgate for the basketball game. Uh, information as I get it, I will pass it along to you. You know, we've got about two weeks or so before that happens. So got a little time before I get you out there. But please, please, please go to the volunteer club, support them. You are directly affecting athletes uh, when you donate to that program. That is the reason that I think that Tennessee really has done an about face, a 180, that and Josh Heupel, let's give that man credit where football is due, uh, to get Tennessee back on the roadmap for a lot of things NIL-related. They are the best NIL deal, according to On3, uh, going in the NCAA at the moment. So please, please, please go support them. Tell them Norm sent you. Go buy some swag, whatever you want to buy. They have a fantastic money polo. And cats out of the bag, they are coming out with a, I think I've heard two things for baseball. I think there's a performance hoodie, uh, which I don't know any details, but I'm thinking it's probably going to look like, you know, one of those fishing polos, probably that maybe that's a bad word to say, but like a performance polo hoodie type thing. And then maybe a polo is, I said performance hoodie polo. I don't, is there a polo hoodie? So you'd have a hoodie and a collar. That makes no sense, Norm, but you get what I'm saying, a performance hoodie and also a polo for the baseball team that's in the works i've already pre-ordered mine and i don't even know what they look like i've already thrown money at them so please go support them tell them norm sent you and again i will have the information in the little description box below uh however you listen to the podcast where that's itunes spotify whatever it may be you can click that and it will take you directly to a sign up link and go from there uh, but they are doing great things. I can't say enough about that program over there. Please, 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 please 
go check out the Volunteer Club. Tell them Norm sent you. All right. Uh, we've come to that part of the podcast where I don't really know what to talk about. But I think what I'm going to do is let's talk about some anticipated movies and TV shows off the cuff. No notes, none of that for 2023. Uh, as far as movies go, you've got Oppenheimer coming out. And uh, I think that's July 21st-ish. That's about when Christopher Nolan likes to drop his movies. If you're not seeing the trailer for that, please go check it out. It has a fantastic star-studded cast. Uh, it's got Killian Murphy, uh, Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, Florence Pugh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Those are just the ones off the top of my head that I'm, I know of. Uh, it talks about the creator of the atom bomb uh, back in World War II. Christopher Nolan is detonating an atom. I'm just kidding. Uh, as far as that goes, really excited about that movie. Uh, Barbie has piqued my interest. I have no idea what it's going to be about or anything like that. That's got Margot Robbie and Ryan. I play the same character, Gosling. Uh, for that, if you've not seen the trailer, it is a straight rip of 2001 A Space Odyssey, but I'm here for it. It's got me intrigued. I have no idea what they're going to do with that, but I'm interested in it. The movie that I am probably most excited about that comes out in March, it's either March or February, I forgot. It's I think it's toward the end of February, is Cocaine Bear. Uh, if you don't know anything about Cocaine Bear, let me give you a rundown really quickly. Uh, it is a loosely, loosely based on a true story uh, about a, I guess, rogue CIA agent uh, that was smuggling cocaine and then uh, had a little Cessna plane. It was too heavy, so he dumped out some of his kilos of coke. They landed somewhere in the greater Knoxville area, East Tennessee, I guess you should say. A bear found it snorted it essentially and killed himself but they have went off the rails on this movie where the the bear takes the coke and then ends up killing people uh elizabeth banks is directing that uh i want to call her carrie fisher but i think it's amy fisher uh, from the americans is in it it looks horrifically bad but i am just so intrigued by that movie that i cannot cannot wait to see what they're going to do with that i'm super excited and just just really excited about it uh, another movie I'm excited about is Wonka. I don't know how many Willy Wonkas we need in the world, but Timothy Chalamet uh, will be the director for that. Every time I see any stills or anything for that, I just think The Butcher from Gangs of New York, which is Daniel Day-Lewis, that's where my mind goes immediately. I don't know why we needed this movie, but Richard Gere, or Richard Gere, Richard Wilder, sorry, <laughs> Uh, it was fantastic in the original. It will always hold a near and dear space, uh, place in my heart. And it's, I don't know how you can top that one, but it is what it is. And I will go see it. John Wick 4 uh, is coming out soon. I think that's May or March as well for that. Uh, we will. I don't know if we get a conclusion for that. I don't know if that's the end of that John Wick series. I know that Ana de Armas uh, is set to do a TV show for either HBO or Showtime or one of those uh, that Keanu Reeves is reportedly going to be in. So I'm assuming he doesn't die unless we morph in time and do one of those silly things with TV shows that I will never understand. Uh, but but there it is with that, John Wick 4. And I'm sure I'm missing some other stuff that's just off the top of my head. No notes, no anything as far as that goes. Um, there's also Scream 6. That looks pretty exciting as far as Scream movies go. Uh, and then I guess the closest release date is M. Night Shyamalan's new movie, uh, Cabin in the Woods or Last Cabin in the Woods or Knock on the Cabin Door, one of the something along those titles uh, with John Boot or Dave Bautista. 
he's really kind of come his own as an actor, and I'm, I'm really here for it. I kind of like him. Don't know what that's going to be about. I, I was going to start the audio book, but I read something online that the book uh, has nothing to do with the movie, that it's just it was just based off the book. It doesn't really follow it or anything along those lines, so probably skip on that one. Uh, as far as that goes, uh, I think that's really movies for it at the moment, you know, as far as Norm's rambling on, because I felt the podcast was too short and just kept wanting to talk uh, as far as that goes. TV shows, uh, I don't think we get Stranger Things this year. I think we have to wait till 2024. Oh, another movie, Dune 2. Duh, Norm. Forgot about that. Uh, that comes out late in the year as well. I think that's like a October or November or somewhere around in their release uh, for that. Uh, but TV shows, I have no idea what's coming out as far as TV or when things come out. I know Ted Lasso is supposed to come out this month or this year, and so is Severance on Apple TV. Both of those are fantastic. If you've not watched any of the seasons of Ted Lasso, it's not a show about sports. Uh, it is a life show, and it's it's great. It's really, really fantastic. Can't preach enough about that one. Severance is phenomenal as well. I would kind of compare it as if Twin Peaks and The Office had an off-child show. It would be Severance. Um, if you've not checked it out, I think there's just eight or ten episodes on Apple TV. Great stuff. Highly recommend it. But both of those are supposed to have their, I guess, third and final season and second season, uh, respectively, coming out this year as well. I don't know of any other TV stuff. We don't get any House of Dragon. Oh, I did forget. I did forget the one show that comes out later this evening, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, which will probably be tomorrow. So it came out last night. Is The Last of Us. Super excited about that show with Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. You'll remember her from uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, She had a great, great character arc in Game of Thrones, and I'm super excited for her to play uh, Ellie or Elle in The Last of Us. I'm super excited to see where this show's going to go. If you've played the game at all, you know about five minutes in, you have your heartstrings ripped out of you, and they, we just go on an epic quest, and I'm really, really, really excited to see where the journey takes us uh, for this show. I will do a recap next week of episode one leading into episode two. It's probably... I'm super excited about it. It looks as HBO as HBO gets. Uh, I think the Rolling Stone and your opinion on the Rolling Stone is whatever it wants to be. They were a dumpster fire for not putting Celine Dion in like the top 300 vocal singers of all time or something like that. The other day was, I, I don't know. I have no opinion on Celine Dion, but I don't know of anyone that's using the Rolling Stone to whatever. Anyway, this is not a Rolling Stone bash, bash session, but it's turning out to be one. Uh, but anyway, where was I going? Last of Us looks fantastic. I'll give you a recap on that uh, next week. Super excited about it. And then the other TV show that I think is slated for a late 2023 release is True Detective 4, uh, which is fantastic. It's got Jodie Foster, who can do no wrong, in my opinion. Uh, we all get the Hello Clarice reference as soon as I say her name. Silence of the Lambs is 10 out of 10. One of the greatest movies of all time. Come at me if you want to as far as that goes. Look at the awards it's won, and then you explain to me how it's not a 10 out of 10 and how it's not fantastic. But it's a great movie. Highly recommend that as well. But True Detective, if you've not watched True Detective, let me give you a little insight on how to watch True Detective. Please watch season two first, then go to season three, and then do season one. If you want to watch them one, two, and three, let me tell you how it's going to go. You're going to be let down once you get done with season one. Season one is spectacular. It is fantastic television. It is peak Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey just came off 
uh, Dallas Buyers Club, Interstellar, and True Detective. Those are probably three of his best pieces of work that there are out there. Uh, and you are more than welcome to attack me on that if you want to. But I am a Matthew McConaughey supporter, and he's not done anything better of those three yet. He was really good in Mud, uh, but the movie was trash. But he was good. But anyway, uh, those are the order you should watch it in, in Norm's opinion, is 231. Uh, go for that. If you want to watch 123, that's fine. Just be prepared to let down after season one. Anyway, I think that's really going to be it for me. We will, uh, you know, next week is another week. I hope you have a fantastic week that is uh, here in Knox, Vegas. I don't really, I'm rambling. I'm sorry. The Kentucky loss has really got me in my feels, and it's just, I said I was going to do X number of podcasts this year, and we are sticking to it, by golly. Win, lose, or draw, I will uh, report on Tennessee Volunteers Wish we could have pulled out a W yesterday over Kentucky, but we get them again in rep later on in the season. The season is not over. Just just hurts. Just hurts a lot, doesn't it? But that's it for me. This has been Norm. This has been Scruffy City Sports. Thank you, as always, for listening. Go support the Volunteer Club. And until next week, I hope you have a fantastic week, everybody. Love you. Good. Bye. Go Vols. Oh, hold on. Do y'all want to hear that song? I, I've never heard this until today. We'll we'll just we'll let that. I don't know why no one out there in the Twitterverse, Knoxville, Tennessee, Vol Stardom has made a trap remix of Rocky Top or a dubstep version, or a house, whatever the term for EDM music is these days. I don't know why someone has not made that, but if you could, I would love to use it. So it's the clarion call for somebody to make me a Rocky Top Trap remix. I'm calling for it. All right, I've rambled on enough, everybody. I love you. Have a great week, and until next time, bye.